Hello, my name is Bob Schumann. I'm the Managing Director for Vermeer Environmental Solutions. Um, I have with me today David Gift, our Engineering Manager for TreeCare Rental Landscape. I want to come today and talk a little bit about some follow-up to a recent dealer center post that we had on the controller changes taking place specifically on EV product, but really across the portfolio that we have. You, know, you have all heard about the supply chain challenges. If you read the news or listen to the news at all, um, it's the world that we're all living in right now. You know, I want to be as proactive as possible with anything we do within Vermeer. We want to avoid our name being in the news, but we equally want to avoid, and probably most importantly, want to avoid having impact um, to our customers, to our dealers, and our team members at Vermeer uh, with shutting down lines because we're, we're falling behind, we're missing components, um, especially if there's something we could be doing about it. So as we look at controllers, one of the things that we were um, after with some of these changes is to try to get ahead of this, um, A, to protect our production lines um, and keep equipment flowing out to you all in the market, but B, ultimately really protect the aftermarket. Um, we know that it would be unacceptable to a customer who has a Vermeer piece of equipment to be sitting there three or four years from now and have a um, piece of scrap metal because he can't get the electronic controller, the computer, on it. Um, that would not be something that would be perceived well from the Vermeer brand and is something we're working hard to protect. Um, so we're coming out with a phased approach. Uh, if we look at what um, we're doing, EV has the highest volume um, of equipment, specifically the brush chippers, mini skid steers, and stump cutters, uh, and want to get those converted quickly. Um, infrastructure product will be coming, but the, the focus has been to protect as many controllers as possible, get those off machines and replace to a new, um, new system. We don't expect missed build slots. So as we think through this, the, the goal is to not have an impact to our dealers and our customers. So we don't expect any build slots at this time to be missed because of this controller change. If something changes, our product specialist, our sales team will be in communication with you all. You know, like I said, we're really focusing with this too on the long term and the aftermarket. Uh, so the changes that we have, we have our eyes to the future, um, but thinking in the here and now um, to try to protect us um, and be the most successful against our competition today and into the future. So this time I'm going to hand it off to David Gift, talk through a little bit of the technical details um, and why we're making this change, what it impacts to the customer, to the dealer, um, and, and what, what can be expected. So All right. Thanks, Bob. Well, first is our, our product line, have, we've had a, some variation in our controllers and our interfaces over the years, and we've wanted to commonize that and make it uh, more standard for the customers, but that, that was a very large pill to swallow and a big investment in design time to do that. Unfortunately or fortunately, now we have that opportunity to make that massive change all at one time. So that's what we're going to seize that opportunity and make these changes to one common platform um, that will be across the product line. So we are going to an innovation controller with um, the MPC-12 version. Um, that is the controller that we have been testing for a long time on the AX-17, and we are very confident in its uh, reliability and its performance, and we will be putting that across the brush chipper line. Um, the advantages of that is a common display, common user interface, um, but it's just really the common platform for the entire product line. So Dave, talk to me a little bit about, um, you know, how are we going to protect the aftermarket? So we, we had a couple things about core charges and one-time use. Can you explain that a little bit more for our dealers, what that means and why? If an old 
machine in the field were to have a failure of a controller, uh, the dealer could still order that part. There would be a one-time use code that they would use to get that part out of part center. Uh, but then we'd also put a core charge on, on that one as well in order to get the old one back. Uh, the purpose of getting the old one back is so that we can rework it, test it, and make sure that um, we have parts in part center as rebuilds for years to come. So is it fair to say that uh, communication will be key through this? So if they're calling in, we have a controller change. It'll be important to, to be talking with the service team really very quickly to get that one-time use code, know what's going on, so there's seamless experience for our customer. Yes, uh, I would agree with that completely, Bob. Um, it is a little bit more of a, um, of a challenge to have that communication, but communication with our service department is always good. So that I would say that would be something that will be new, but uh, something we can handle. So I think today, right, Vermeer, we have a lot of, we have different controllers on our machines. We, we have different systems. How will this be easier for our technicians in the future now that we're making this change? Uh, the service technicians, I think it is help. It will be a great help. Um, common troubleshooting techniques, uh, common uh, service tools for uploading software if we do need to upload software in the future. Um, if there is a problem, I think uh, the engineering teams and the service or the systems teams will be able to uh, develop solutions faster because it is a common platform and uh, the solutions will have less variation so they will have to test fewer things by having a common platform. So as a whole, I think it is a, a good thing going forward. Uh, thanks, Dave. So probably one of the most important questions that everybody's wondering is when. So when will they start to get the equipment with this change? Um, and kind of what does that rollout look like? Yeah, so we will probably uh, start shipping machine in, machines in January uh, that will have this new MPC-12 controller. Um, the first machines will be the BC-1000, BC-700, and BC-1500s will be the first machines that will uh, will have this change, but uh, the entire EV product line will, will have a phased-in approach over the, the coming months in early 2022. Can you maybe explain a little bit, so as you talk to our sales team, uh, what impact does this make for, our, for the sales organization? So as they think about taking this out to the customer, um, what's that longer-term impact to them? Why does this matter for our users? Yeah, I think having a common platform um, for the customers makes it better because they can go from one product to another to another if they have multiple machine models on their line. Um, it'll be a common interface, common look, common operation. Um, so that helps the customers, but it also helps our dealer salespeople who have to uh, demo multiple machines, possibly in the same day. Um, having that common interface, common look, um, will be, uh, will enhance that experience. Uh, thank you, David. That's some great information for our teams. Uh, as we think going forward and they have questions, who should they be reaching out to? On the service side, uh, reach out to the industrial support line. They'll be able to direct uh, the questions to the right people. On the sales side, uh, reach out to the product specialists and uh, they'll be able to direct them and answer the questions as needed. Perfect. Thanks, David.